0: Right, fact check this podcast, and today I am going to look at a couple different topics. We'll take number one, right off the top, the Facebook whistleblower. Who else sees this Facebook whistleblower and thinks this is just a, a complete con, especially now that there's a second whistleblower, and, and they're giving these motherfuckers time in front of Congress to testify and to explain what's going on and to actually blow the whistle. Anybody who, who knows how actual whistleblowing works in these circles already understands that this is a complete sham. If you're a legit whistleblower, you either get suicided or you have to flee the country or you end up in jail. Because let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it fucked up. Facebook is a government entity. They do the bidding of the CIA, the FBI, and the NSA at the behest of Congress. So, and and what was really interesting about the, the whistleblower and, and everything that she had to say was what it really boils down to was her saying that Facebook is using their algorithms to push the divide and drive people to be angry with each other and to fight and to bicker more. And that daddy government needs to step in and take the reins and put a tighter chokehold on that sort of behavior. The whole fucking thing has been a psyop up to begin with. They do it deliberately to create the, the divide. They did the whole thing deliberately. Like none of that was by accident. It was all by design. It was all planned to be exactly that way. And now we need our ever-protecting, all-loving and only cares about your mental health government to step in and make sure that Facebook behaves itself and, more importantly, to make sure that all of those radical extremists on Facebook who are driving the hate and the division stop doing that so that we can all get along so that you don't feel like you're attacked all the time so that you don't feel like you're having divisiveness and hatred driven down your throat. Those people need to be targeted. Their accounts need to be removed. They need to be black bagged and put in a cell somewhere so that they cannot be a threat to society, so that they cannot hurt your feelings and endanger you anymore. Because words are violence. And you should not be subjected to such violence. I could have swore Cut a swore. That's why they made that block button. I use that block button regularly. It's like one of the greatest inventions of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Everything. Like the block button is this beautiful thing. And if people utilize the block button a little bit more, they probably not might not be all pissed off all the time. Do you create a echo chamber by overusing the block button? Maybe. But it's okay to have conversations with people you disagree with if they're willing to have conversations. I mean Buck's episode of Counterflow this week with Deborah gets red peeled with Deborah and Adam. I mean that's a prime example of people who are willing to have a conversation and do so in a meaningful way. But if you look at a lot of people on Facebook, a lot of people on Twitter, the ones who are unwilling to have a conversation, that they only want to scream and throw a fit and browbeat people and make it one-sided, those people absolutely deserve to be blocked. And you shouldn't feel bad about blocking those people. If anything, you should block them faster. Remove those motherfuckers from your life because they don't serve any purpose. And now there's a second Facebook whistleblower. And I, I looked and I don't remember what it is this one has to say. And honestly, it doesn't fucking matter. They're not whistleblowers. They are Serving a purpose, to push an agenda. That's it. That's all there is to it. It's really, I mean, cut and dry, plain and simple. That's it. Topic number two. Move through that one pretty quick. But I mean, what what else can I say? If if you have thoughts on the whistleblower thing, like hit me up. Let's talk about it. Cool. But I just, I really personally don't have a lot else to to input into that. I mean, Julian Assange. Edward Snowden, like hey, uh, actual whistleblowers, like people who actually have information. Where's Justine? What's happened to her? Epstein didn't kill himself. There've been a bunch of others, like, uh, the oh the the one that revealed that uh, Afghanistan was that they killed a bunch of civilians he's in jail. History shows that whistleblowers don't get don't get time on 60 minutes. Whistleblowers don't get a chance to go talk to Congress. Whistleblowers get to either die or go to fucking jail or escape to a foreign country and never return. But if you if you look at this Facebook whistleblower and think anything about that was legitimate And not just a complete fucking psyop. You are a goddamn moron. And I'm sorry. If I'm the one who's telling you that. Because if, if, if I'm the one who's telling you that. About. The Facebook whistleblower. Somebody should have told you a long time ago. And that's just. The harsh reality of it. You might be a dumbass. But I don't think any of my listeners are dumbasses. So we're moving on to the next topic. Southwest pilots and air traffic controllers and flight attendants are saying, fuck this. And flights are getting canceled left and right. And I've also seen a bunch of libertarian types pissed off because their flights got canceled. And I get it. My wife had trouble with her flights, and it wasn't through Southwest. But my my wife had trouble with her flights on, on Friday when she was coming down to Texas. And it was a pain in the ass. And it was horrible, and we were all pissed off. Both of us were just to no end pissed off. But that was something that was kind of bullshit. Like Her flights got delayed for different reasons. This especially for the libertarian types like you should be you should be cheering this on. Don't get pissed off. Don't throw a fit. Don't make a scene. Does it suck? Is it inconvenient? Sure. There's a bigger game being played here. So suck it the fuck up and deal with it. Because you're supposed to be on this side of it they're grounding flights to stand up to the vaccine mandates and i mean that's noble i applaud them and so a topic that i want to address i i made a post uh, tweeted something i said if you want to see them do you want to see the mandate the want to see vaccine mandates go away truck drivers Just park. Keep shutting down public transportation, because at this point, there were also Amtrak uh, schedules that were getting screwed up because they didn't have workers to run the trains and run the stations. Utility workers, water, sewer, electric, walk out. Just quit. I said, show them what infrastructure really is and just how fucked they are without it. Stop delivering shit. Stop providing all the basic modern day comforts. I watch how fast they turn and change directions. And I got a little pushback from my lines of Liberty guys. And I expected the pushback. It it didn't surprise me. and I think I had a good rebuttal to it. Uh, The one in particular was Mark, and I don't I don't know if Mark listens to this or not. I don't expect anybody that I work for to to actually listen to my episodes, but I I do them for my own amusement, not not for listenership. Uh, So Mark, Mark said, I don't think this goes the way you think it does as much as I appreciate the mocks. And so my response was, what way does it go? If that's the case, instead of them taking a step back from the mandates, they ramp up, they mandate harder, they attempt to replace everyone who is refusing to play along with military personnel, go full totalitarianism. And uh, his response to that was, uh, "I think that's the most likely scenario. Do not comply will become a terrorist hashtag, and you use it at your own risk." See, this is the interesting thing about that. Uh, John Oderman had a similar sentiment uh, for this post: that the uh, they'll use they'll use this if this happens, they'll use that to blame the unvaccinated for shortages and push a propaganda narrative against people who aren't vaccinated and against the entire industry that's shutting all this stuff down. And and he also pointed out that uh, by taking this course of action, it would lead to more pain. And who's going to be shouldering that pain? And I don't disagree with any of what they said. They're a hundred percent right. I mean, in like in all likelihood, they're right. Like, like if I if I was putting odds on it, I would say there's about a 15 to 20 percent chance that if all of those things happen, the government would actually turn tail and end the mandates and let things go back to normal. And probably an 80 to 85 percent chance that they would go in the complete opposite direction, uh, lock everybody out of their jobs and send in the National Guard and troops to take care of all this stuff. Which would create another pushback uh within the military, but let's you know cross that bridge when you come to it, I suppose but yeah like, I, I get it that's if you anybody who's a student of uh dystopian future uh fiction already knows that that's the way it always goes. It's the way it will always go. Like, none of this, none of this comes easy. None of this comes without a fight. Like we're we've crossed that Rubicon. We're past that point. There's not a peaceful solution to this. It's gonna be hard, and it's gonna be painful, and it's gonna be ugly, and it's not gonna be pleasant for 99% of the population. And I was raised by an old conspiracy theorist cook. And I was raised on a farm. I know how to do a lot of the things that most people don't. I know how to build stuff. I know how to make things. I know how to grow things. I know how to raise animals. I'm like, I don't, I don't and I don't say this to like, toot my own horn or anything dumb like that. But I'm one of those people who is actually prepared for that eventuality. And I'm not scared of it. Kind of been waiting for it most of my life. I have, since I've had children, I have said consistently that if if it's going to come to violence, I want it to come, and this is a quote from somebody, and I, I can't remember who it was. If it's going to come to violence, I want it to come in my time where I can fight, where I can be the one who, who puts his life on the line so that my children can live with peace after it's over. And I believe that wholeheartedly. And they're all right. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be pleasant. It's going to be bad. The government's going to go as far as they can go until they leave the general population with no choice but to be violent. And then they'll be even more violent back because that's what they do. That's how they respond. That's their solution. And I've said it too many times over the last couple months. But I'm going to keep saying because I don't think people are willing to accept just how true it is. Shit's going to get bad. And you need to start preparing yourself for that. You need to learn how to do stuff for yourself. You need to not be reliant on the grocery store down the road. You need to not be reliant on your job. You need to not be reliant on other people. You need to be able to grow things. And if you are reliant on other people, they should be your neighbors. People that you can actually rely on. People that you can trust. People that you commune with. That provide something that you need and you provide something that they need. So, get ready. And if you have questions, let me know. I would love to help you get ready. And if you need a place to crash when it all comes crashing down, let me know. I'm going to put your ass to work. But I bet we can find a place for you. Hope everybody has a good rest of your week. I will be back next week with a couple interviews again. Uh, yeah, Remzo Martinez and also Eric of Rebel with a cost So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, so look forward to those. And in the meantime, hope everyone has a good one. See ya. <music>